magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. And, of course, you did spend 30 years in the Indiana Senate. And we're going to draw on that to begin the show today because I want to talk about this toxic waste that is coming from Ohio after the train derailment. And it is now being dumped in, I guess it's technically Russellville, but it's people refer to it as Rochdale. They're Putnam 1-8-1. County. Yeah, Putnam County. And there was uh we've had people on the Kendall and Casey show that have talked about their concerns over this. The governor issued a big speech. Now he was not nearly as tough on the uh feds not telling him they're bringing the wasters he was at the churches and Easter during COVID. Um but uh, still by Holcomb standards, I guess that's about as tough as he's gonna get. Uh and then there was a meeting as we record this Thursday last night in Russellville with this group that is accepting the waste. I believe Heritage Environmental is their name. So I want to draw on your experience because people seem very frustrated with the lack of, one, transparency from the federal government and now lack of, as it's described to me, in many cases, a lack of seemingly priority or caring from the politicians um so okay let's start here did you ever have an issue that like popped up on your radar where it wasn't something you'd been thinking about but now this isn't so much a political thing as it's like a quality of life thing and people say hey you're the elected guy you ought to do something about this well good morning uh yeah it's your turn to talk sorry i I killed the first (laughs) hour uh, minute of the show there Uh, no problem you know you know uh, robert uh, first of all it's leadership uh to answer your question directly I was told in 1991 that Fort Harrison was closing and there are 2,800 jobs in building one there. And uh, the mayor of Lawrence was enraged. Uh, Then Senator Coates was enraged. It was was, uh, something that um, really uh, rocked northeastern Indianapolis and central Indiana because the employment, 2,800 jobs, is nothing to shake a stick at. And we we gathered. We didn't have any criticism. We just gathered. We led. We we got everybody together from the federal government to the local government to state government, and we worked it out. And so, it, th- this is a situation where you don't negotiate in the press. You don't have a press release saying, "Oh, they didn't tell me." the the The, the idea uh, with leadership is you gather everyone. Uh, the railroad. Heritage, which is a fine company, uh, for goodness sakes, uh, Department of Transportation at the State House, and and you you find out 
what is going on. When we had the Super Bowl, yeah. When we had the Super Bowl, we stopped all trains that went by Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, that from a public safety standpoint. From a public safety standpoint, and so and and Robert, I think our listeners need to know that there is waste on our highways every day. And, and so, okay, let me start there with that because people are going, well, this heritage group, they're a great company and they do this all the time and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's the issue for people. It isn't. I, I think it the isn't. issue for people is there's no transparency on this and this stuff just shows up and then it's like, well, you know, these guys, puh, they do this all the time. Mm-hmm. The federal government has been so anti-transparent and so dishonest throughout this whole train derailment thing for three weeks and clearly biden doesn't care at all based on the fact that he hasn't gone and Buttigieg, he had to drag him kicking and screaming the people go why would we trust you on this yeah well exactly it's a tragedy from the very beginning uh, uh Buttigieg and the epa and and they created this mess but but we have to if we're handed some sort of lemon you've got to figure out the lemonade and yeah. make sure everybody knows and and the the waste is is the knowledge of it uh heritage is ready to accept it they're being transparent and talking to the citizens of rochdale and putnam county uh, it, it's all about conversations and people understanding what is going on and that was started terribly by the federal government i i know for a fact that the railroad is trying to uh, trying to make good on this and uh, Indiana just had to be ready because we had a landfill that could accept this type of waste. What recourse, again, uh, lockdown, McGee wrote a sternly worded letter, uh, but not nearly as angry or as threatening as he was with barber shops and salons and gyms during uh, COVID. And what what resources really would have been at Holcomb's uh, disposal here because people were asking though what what could he do i don't know the power of the office well right i mean the I, power I, of the I, office. I, don't, I mean theoretically could you have brought in the national guard and said you're not dropping this off here well it, first of all you got to understand what the waste is two you got to trust and, and understand that heritage does this all the time and they're a good company and three you got to be transparent and you've got to talk to your citizens you bring in the state senator from the area state the state representative the the local government you uh you you have the power of communication that you gather people and you inform them. They, you allow them to talk to their constituents. And it's, it's all about uh, teamwork. And, and you make sure that your citizens understand that, number one, uh, this type of waste flows, flows, flows is the wrong word. It travels through Indiana all the time on all our byways and highways. And, and, and you, you work on it, and you make sure everybody understands what the goal is. That's the thing, right? Is Because we had a guy on yesterday, we're going to have him again on today's show, who he raised some really big concerns. Now, if only 20% of what the guy says is right, and he's not some guy running around an institution somewhere, he's a well-versed guy who clearly knows his stuff, has a science bio-type background, let's say he's wrong on 80% of it. Even if he's right on 20% of it, which I don't know, I'm not a scientist, that's really concerning, and I don't think it's unreasonable to say we'd like the answers to these things before you do this, but the federal government has already done it, it sounds like. Well, here you go. There's the stuff. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Well, Governor Holcomb can't stop the federal government from doing this, uh, but we can prepare ourselves to understand exactly what they're doing. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. 
FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, doing a little bit of a deep dive here on this toxic waste coming from Ohio to uh, Putnam County. So, I mean, is this the world we live in in which the federal government just decides they're going to do something and it r- really doesn't matter whether, I mean, because it's not like they had, it's not like the federal government said, look, hey, Putnam County, here's what we're looking at doing, here's where it's going. Uh, speak now, forever hold your peace, we'll listen to you, even if we're ignoring your complaints in the order in which we're, we're received, we're going to give you the opportunity to complain first. They didn't do any of that, right? I mean, it just yeah. it just showed up. But, I mean, are, is it the world we live in where you're just screwed and the federal government can do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it? Well, it's like the BRAC Commission closing Fort Harrison. This has been going on forever. The, the federal government has the long arm of the law, and they're and they're going to do what they're going to do. And, and uh, this administration has no tools to... Be, have a communication, have transparency. They just made a decision, and it's going to happen, and and um, you're going to you're going to live with it. Now, I was very disappointed. I was told last night this meeting John Crane was not there. Now he doesn't represent all of Putnam County, as far as I understand it, but he represents a good portion of it. How do you just not show up? I, I can't answer the question because I would show up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how do you just? Not, I don't care unless you have a loved one who is terminally ill or something. How, yeah. How, what, what could possibly have been bigger than this? When we closed, when they when they decided to close the fort, uh, we had meetings upon meetings upon meetings, and I wrote the legislation, and, and we with the reuse of the Fort Harrison, we actually got awards, and it's now a now a something of a reuse of a, a for, authority that has done outstanding work. My point is, is you stand up and you meet and you make sure all questions are answered. And you represent, you know, 130,000 people, and you got to be there. Now, I was told Bray was there, the pro tem in the Senate. I was told Bo Baird was there. But uh, people today, yesterday, who were talking to him, I was told this, just basically were, he was just like, well, you know, these guys do this all the time. Yeah. How do you, even if you think that as a state rep, mm-hmm. how do you say that out loud? Well, you, you don't. <laughs> represent Baird is a friend of mine, but you, you also, uh, his father, uh, who represents some of the area, probably. Yeah, where was he? I think I think it's just one of those times that you either you, you show up in person or somehow you make it people very aware of your concern and your openness to lead the charge. Yeah, because I was told the meeting was li- was live stream, so what? You zoom in or mm-hmm. you know something, right? Yeah, you've got to demonstrate that you care. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, school matters and the old partisan school board bill. Uh, well, it died a predictably miserable death. J.D. Prescott, the author, watered it down in committee, put all sorts of weird things in there about referendums and blah, blah, blah. And then didn't even call it up for a vote. Jim, it was another predictable a uh, moment in courage for the Indiana Republican Party when it comes to caving to the angry red-shirted teachers. Well, it's uh, you know how I feel about this. I think it ought to be it ought to be uh, partisan because it is now. Right now, it's teachers ver- versus everybody yeah. in, in a school board election, and I put air quotes there. And and you, this is it's a shame that got it watered down. It, it, it 
I don't I don't think I would have voted for it in the watered down sense because it ought to just be an out out election. Yeah. And you ought to know Democrat, Republican, and Independent. And 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 people say, well, that's not fair. Well, the problem is, is it's partisan now. The school board, um, the, the IPACE, the ISTA uh, political action committee is raising money. They're spending money on 20, 25 races, upwards of $2,400 to $3,500, which will pay for a school board race. It's happening now. And on the Robert, on the other side, we're, we're pushing choice where you could take a voucher and go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I, I fully support that, that you're able to leave your school corporation, but we're not giving you the about, the ability to stand and fight. Okay, so I have so many questions on this, and you're the perfect guy to answer. Okay, so they do the Republicans, you just are were very articulate in laying this out. You were there for 30 years. You understand this. Do the Republicans, when it comes to this partisan race, do they either not know how much money the teachers' union are putting behind almost all radical left candidates, do they not care, or are they just too afraid of the teachers to do anything about it? It's probably another thing. Uh, a lot of times, being from Indianapolis, many many pieces of legislation, and not maybe not a majority, but a large amount of legislation, comes from an urban versus a rural. And we're seeing these situations in school board fights, if you will, and, and people going to school board meetings and trying to be trying to, uh, you know, uh, bring your issue to, to City Hall, if you will. And uh, that's happening in central Indiana. We, we know all the counties, including Hendricks County. Uh, it, but it but seemingly these eruptions, if you will, are not happening in the smaller school corporations. So is, it, so is this a thing where these, these rural lawmakers are going, well, it didn't happen to us, and yeah, it may be happening to you, but... Kiss our backside because we don't care. Well, it's 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 we don't feel your pain. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things where we we feel very comfortable with our school board members because we know them in the in central Indiana where the the populations are larger and 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 it's just a total different. Uh, Do they not recognize it's gonna happen to them? I mean, people move are moving out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think about. When I first moved to Brownsburg, it was a town of about 5,000 right. people. Well, now it's a town of 30,000 people. I look at Pittsburgh, which is directly to the west of Brownsburg. It's turning into where Brownsburg was when right. I moved. Do, do they not recognize it will be to you eventually? It's, uh, Robert, we talk about this a lot. It's uh, seeing in front of your headlights. Yeah. And it's very difficult to do when you're uh, a state legislator. And and this will happen more and more as it as it moves out of central Indiana. And at some point, they're going to have to deal with it. Is there any way to convince these people of what a problem this is? I mean, look, I, I've had J.D. Prescott on the, sh the regular show on WIBC before, and he was about as inspirational as a potted plant. And I thought, look at that and said, that's one of the last guys I would want trying to convince people on something controversial that we need to do this is there somebody who can do it or no, I, are we just screwed I, well it's all politics is local and and it, it who, it's who you're dealing with at the local level and, and a state legislator would much prefer decisions like this be be made at the school board uh level and and you've seen this over and over in the legislature this year and in in past years where 
um, you know, w- w- it's something that's happening in school, they would much prefer the decision be made at the local level in the school board. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Now, uh, full disclosure, I was not paying attention nearly the way I am today back in the 2000s to Indiana politics and government. But at least the perception was, and I would say I was much more of an outsider then, obviously, as I did not have this show, I had not been elected to local office, I had not worked you know, in, for the state of Indiana. The perception was, hey, when Daniels was governor, people, the Republicans, had a blueprint, right? It, was, it Whether you agreed with it, disagreed with it, whatever, there was always a plan. There was always, you could say, here's the goal of the Republican Party in Indiana. Here's the goal of what they're trying to do with state government. I have no idea what the goal of the Republican Party or the vision of the Republican Party is now. I have, I have no idea. Do you? Well, well you've seen, uh, you're exactly right. You saw Gingrich. Uh, in the in the 1990s with his contract of merit with America uh, for goodness sakes Bart Peterson won the mayor's office with the Peterson plan and 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 Mitch you knew exactly where he was going uh, with uh, Governor Daniels did an outstanding job of being very transparent and 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 you know he had he had that uh, that that um, hourglass on his desk where they just had so little time they needed to get so much done no, we don't have a plan right now. And uh, if, you, if you read an Indianapolis Star, I write an article, an op-ed about uh, the idea of, of um, renovating, rehabbing, overhauling. And, and the B- House Bill 1648 starts the rehabbing and the overhauling of the Department of Correction. We need uh, Indiana uh, Republicans have, have done a great job of leading for the last, what, 20 years? You think under Holcomb these guys have done a great job? Well, well I think there, there have been a lot of good uh, public policy. The legislature, I think we've done a lot of good things, but I think it's time for us to look at ourselves, look at state government. Are we governing correctly? And it's time to um, take a moment, be transparent about it, and turn state government inside and out and, and – um, I, start over. I have, I have no idea right now. I mean, clearly it is not low taxes. I mean, they're doing um, next to nothing. I mean, I guess this current budget does uh, expedite the decline in income tax. It doesn't get rid of the income tax. It just dec- it expedites the small decline in income tax. Okay. But I, I think back to when, let's say, you know, whatever, 2008, 2010, whatever. Like, there was there was bold stuff going on all the time like mitch daniels would have totally leaned into the current property tax issue and would have if not fixed it he at least would have had some sort of plan the gas tax issue he would have had some sort of plan and here it's just there is there is no vision no there isn't and and luckily senator travis holdman has a complete commission on all taxation i notice i haven't been invited to help with that You, th- you think? <laughs> but the bottom line here is you're right. The chief executive officer needs a complete – I'll give you an example, and I've talked about it on this program before. Last summer, we're uh, cut to the bone with employment at state government, and, and we, had a jo- ah! we had a jobs fair. Instead of that, let's have Lean Six Sigma, and let's look at ourselves to say, do we have too much government? We've talked often about gas taxes. I, I think we ought to revisit if we're if we're taxing too much in that regard. Is the 
is the infrastructure plan that that we, the legislature, Senator Kenley, put forward, uh, is that doing the right job? Is that is that fulfilling uh, what we need in the state of Indiana? And I, I think we need to look at ourselves, and it, this is a great opportunity. This administration is ending in the next couple of years. Oh, thank and, goodness. And the next governor has a real opportunity to turn some things upside down and look at the state of uh, state uh, the state of the state of Indiana and and find out if we're doing the right things and ha- have a complete overhaul. Do you have any faith in the three people who are running though? When you look at the three people who are running right now, now there may be more, maybe you, I mm-hmm. don't know, mm-hmm. but the three people who are running, Braun, Doden, and Suzanne. Do you look at any of those three and go well, there's some real visionaries there. I mean, come on. Well, they're all very nice people. Oh, I didn't ask if they were nice. <laughs> I, I think you need a change agent, such as uh, uh, Governor President Daniels. I think I think that in 24, start 25, I think Indiana needs someone that is willing to ruffle the feathers a lot like uh, Governor, Daniel, Governor Daniels did two decades ago. Because so, Pence didn't do anything so either. I, I mean, you were there when Pence was there. Right. He did nothing. Well, I think Governor Daniels is the it, it has the gold star, and I think that's what it's going to take to um, run a state government. Is changing on on our uh, just on our watch right now, and and I'm not sure if any of those three individuals can do that. I think you need a change agent that um, will spark uh, a renewal. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. You write a lot of op-eds. I picture you kind of doing that by a firelight with a quill pen of some sort. Well, I, I like third rail politics. And when you talk about uh, Department of Correction, you talk about energy, uh, these issues, cannabis. I think these issues are uh, politicians and on our government uh, leaders are fearful uh, of uh, touching these issues Why? It, uh, because they don't they, because a lot of times it's 50 50 and they don't want to make anybody unhappy why and, and, and they fear not being they, popular okay so this is an interesting point point they need to be liked that bad well that's inherent in a politician and i think i think well, somebody, i didn't get that dna where do you <laughs> well, I mean, really you need to be liked well of course and because you want to stay in power we need in, so in 2025 with the next governor. We need a change agent. We need to turn things inside and out and and change how we're governing because life is changing. The state of Indiana and this country needs to be more uh, transparent. Uh, energy is just one thing. Nobody wants to talk about nuclear power because some silly movie of a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, and 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 this is something if you had. Four hubs in the state of Indiana would you have a, new, a small nuclear modular uh, plant, if you will. We would be able to get beyond coal. And, and you could power Indiana. You could bring people to Indiana, new industry, because you have the ability to, um, uh, to power it. If, and, you, if you were to stop, because you know these people, you serve with a lot of them. You haven't been gone that long. I know I'm never going to get a straight answer from them. Mm-hmm. But, okay, here, here's an example. When the gas tax was going on, I had a, about a 20 to 25-minute conversation with Jeff Thompson last summer. And Jeff Thompson, once upon a time, used to be a super conservative guy and a guy who you could reason with and was very helpful, on when, especially when it came to logic or informing him. I had this conversation last year when they were sitting on $1,500 of our money. They had this 
just ridiculous proposal, what became the bill, basically, to give us $200 of it back. And it had been a long time since I talked to Jeff Thompson. That was not the guy that I used to have conversations with when I was an elected official. And I'm sitting there having this conversation, realizing about three seconds in, okay, this is going to be a colossal waste of my time. But do guys like that really buy? By the way, Jeff Thompson is a state rep. He is now the head of Ways and Means, which controls the money. Do they really buy the bullcrap that they're peddling? Like, does Jeff Thompson go home and go, we're really working hard on behalf of the taxpayers. If you caught him in a candid moment, and I, I'm mentioning Jeff, but I'm talking about as a collective, do Republicans really go, yeah, we're we're doing a great job for the people? Or are they going, well, we're doing just good enough and we know they won't vote Democrat? I can only speak for myself. I walked into the uh, the mouth of the lion. And I and I approached the issue. Yeah, I was vicious I was, to you, and you were always very nice. Well, well uh, nice, but you've got to be direct, and you've got to give your opinion, regardless if people are going to accept it or not. I like to tell the story, and I've heard this. Be, I've heard. I've told you this before, but there was an energy issue that the environmentalists didn't like. They had twenty three people write me letters, the same letter. I went and saw them at their houses, and 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 talked to them about it. And I convinced maybe sixteen out of the twenty three. But you've got to be transparent, but and you also ha- don't have to, the fear of disagreement cannot enter into your mind. You have to talk to people and understand they might not like you yeah. anymore, and they may not they may disagree with you. But at least you're you've got to you've got to uh, explain yourself and not be worried that they're not going to like you anymore. You know, one of the things, and this blows my mind, and you're absolutely right that you can listen to people. You should. You can meet with people. You should. And then at the end of the day, as an elected person, you get all the information and you just go, look, here's where I'm going. Here's what I'm doing. Well, Robert, if, if you, 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 and I, you and I have a disagreement about gas taxes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're it, wrong. It, I, and you're entitled <laughs> to be. It's fine. I, I believe those are user taxes. Now, I think legislators, every time they raise the gas tax, I think they ought to vote on it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I believe that they're user taxes I heard it loud and clear from my my um, constituents. They didn't want a toll road 465. Uh, however, when when we were trying to get six lanes on all highways that are 70 and 65, uh, I talked to people about it, and I have a sincere belief the gas tax is the way to fund construction and rehabilitation of highways. That did not uh, please everybody, yeah. including you. No, but I believe that, and I'm and I and I'm always going to believe that. I don't think your dad, who is relatively retired, that doesn't do the high. Oh, he's that, not relatively retired. He's very retired. Okay, well, he doesn't travel in our streets. Why should he pay for them? Well, I think I think this is the broader conversation, though, Jim, which is. We're overtaxed. So if you want to say, well, this tax is fine, but we never have the conversation that this tax isn't fine. Right. And no matter how ridiculous the tax gets, mm-hmm. it's always, it's a, nobody will ever do what you've done. And this is why I love doing the show with you and I've always loved working with you. When you're wrong, like the school board bill, you admit, I screwed up. That was a terrible mistake. We, oh, should, yeah. totally, we should totally, and, totally and admit that. That's back in 2011. Right. When we, when we turned it from just a May, uh, really, election uh, to a November election where it would there wouldn't be political parties i mean we live in a state where you are punished for what your neighbor does or not even your neighbor some guy down the street or around the corner from you does with their home mm-hmm. that's utterly ridiculous and instead of these lawmakers raising their hand going you know what we did the best we could in the moment that we had to make the decision we are decades on from this now 
Robert, it doesn't work it, anymore. Let's fix it. Robert, it's all about preparation. Yeah. And we know when they went to special session last summer, they should have been prepared, preparing for this assessment yeah. issue. Um, and instead, they, they worked on other issues and, and, and had a, a tax cut. But I would have rather than, because we've known for a long time that we've got a, a, a bubble, yeah. an assessment bubble. And and uh, what we did in, uh, in with the one, two, three, Back in what 2008, nine, yeah, uh, so long ago now, it, it is, but that was the right answer for the time, yeah. And and you know, we talk about uh, the local government, uh, with, with um, the school board elections and and with the property tax problem back then, w- was that a lot of the homes along Meridian Street in Indianapolis are being taxed, yeah, um, overtaxed, if you will. And the people up in LaGrange County didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and uh, and so it was uh, very difficult to uh, for people outside of uh, urban Indiana, central Indiana, to understand we had a property tax explosion. All right, we got about twenty seconds left here, so do it fast. Tell us about the new podcast you got. New podcast, Merit in the Morning. Uh, Klopp. Brad Kloppenstein sign? Yes, he's co-hosting. We're going to uh, be broadcasting from Cafe Audrey. Oh, great! And we're going to be talking to local officials. Where will we be able to find this? Do you know yet? Yeah, well, well, we'll be on we'll be on uh, probably Facebook Live and yeah. YouTube TV channel. Did you tell me? Did you see some TV show maybe picking you up? Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But we're we're going to. Okay. Well, we may even have Casey on. Great, not Absolutely you, wonderful. but Casey. All right, we got to go. Until next time, Jim Merritt. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, along with Jim Merritt, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, Jim underscore Merritt. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays at 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey show on 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to State House Happenings.